Review code provided by Studio Supersoft. I'm Jared. I'm Marcus. Level with us. Hello and welcome to the show where we have a cozy game discussion almost every week. This week we are talking about an indie game called Moonstone Island. And uh, how about you give us the elevator pitch this time, Marcus? How would you describe this game? This is Stardew Valley plus a little bit of Pokemon. You're an alchemist going to a sky island called Moonstone Island. And on this island you get to farm and forage and make friends and go on dates with local townsfolk and also explore other islands where there are spirits that you can tame, collect, and battle with in sort of a deck builder type uh, battle system. Wow. Yeah, that was like a word perfect summary. Well I'm done. flattered. So I guess at a glance, you know, there's a lot of farm sim elements here. You are growing plants and, uh, you know, it's got the, the cozy village where you're getting to know everyone. But then you're also collecting creatures. I think they're called spirits in this game. But instead of Pokemon, it's also a deck builder. So we got a nice big mishmash of well-beloved genres. Uh, But I think that's where the game gets its charm. Also, to throw another wrinkle in there, I think this game kind of looks like a Zelda game. I could be wrong, but just like art style-wise, it really reminds me of... You know, something like the Minish Cap. Yeah. I feel like the kind of resurgence, well, I don't know if it's a resurgence or if it's always been this way, but pixel art really, it's a really cool art style for indie games. Uh, so I, it, it feels warm and cozy to, to play pixel art game, you know? Yeah, for sure. And like you said, you play as an alchemist who's like setting off on their own, like which kind of feels like the start of a Pokemon adventure. Or maybe um, Kiki's Delivery Service a bit, because you ride a broom. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. What, one thing I do like is the setting of this game takes place on a series of floating islands. And so you have your main island, uh, just you know where you have your, your tent, your farm. But then you can float over to other islands to explore them. And there's dungeons, and there's things to collect that power up your spirits. So there's still like exploration involved, even though it's a, you know, a cozy stay in one place kind of game and i also think just like having a map that you're having to fill out also is uh, just throws a nice wrinkle in there sometimes you don't have your broom right away so you're using a balloon to very slowly float and hope you don't run out of stamina to uh to other islands and because the map is blank you don't know what's out there so you don't know if you're gonna land in a safe spot or not and that there's kind of a, a little thrill to that that i like But the other large part of this game is the combat. Each creature in this game basically has their own little deck of cards that all get shuffled together, and you can fight with up to three of them. And their attacks are cards, and then as they level up, you add a card to their deck, and then you can find items throughout the world that can remove cards from their deck or upgrade them, uh, which is very fun. Now, you are a connoisseur of deck building games, so I want to hear what your take is on this. We are connoisseurs of deck building games. I've just sunk more hours into deck building games recently. But I will say that um, I do like that idea of like mashing up different mini decks into a larger deck. Because that is kind of the 
the central starting point of Monster Train is you have two factions, and then all of their cards get shuffled together. So it's cool to kind of discover synergies in that way. If you want a more direct comparison, I think a game you should check out, Marcus, is SteamWorld Quest. Mm-hmm. That is also a game where you have it's you know have a JRPG party, you know up to three members out, and their cards get shuffled together into one deck. So also kind of like the ones you were mentioning, uh, same kind of thing. How how does this game do in terms of that? Um, we're both pretty early in the game, but from what you've seen, how well have they uh, implemented this system? Uh, it looks like there's enough like status effects and different kinds of keywords that there could be some really interesting synergies and complexity. So from what I've seen so far, yeah, it looks robust. May I ask which starter you chose? Do you remember the name of the starter you chose? I did Sheemp. Yeah, I did Sheemp the fire as well. Yep. It was Sheemp. Okay, great. <laughs> when I, when How could I was you not? picking between... <laughs> Well, when I was picking between the three, I spent a moment trying to figure out which one you would take, and then I was just, you know what, I'm just going to pick the one that looks cutest to me, <laughs> and it was that one. Uh, Sheemp's name won me over, but it turns out I actually really like Sheemp. I've kept them in my party. Uh, they have fire-based attacks, even though they don't really look like a fire creature. The designs of the creatures in this game are pretty silly. There's like a fishbowl with legs and, you know, I think they market the game with <laughs> and some other things. But um, I like Sheemp a lot. They have a, a burn status effect that is basically like poison and slay the spire. Um, there's also a break system where enemies have uh, shields and you have to, if you can break their shield, you cancel their attack. So there's there's a couple different elements at play here, but it didn't feel like overly super challenging which I think is appropriate for a, a cozy game, you know? Sure. Um, I did stumble into a dungeon that was pretty hard, but I, I think, you know, after leveling up the characters a bit, I could easily go back to it kind of thing. But anyway, overall, you know, even though there, I'd say this game has a little bit of a, you know, disparate identities, the these ideas surprisingly mesh well together. And I didn't even really do that much farming. I've mostly just been doing the creature collecting thing. But I bet there's going to be a lot of people who just focus on the relationship building with the villagers and building the coolest farm ever and upgrading your stuff. And there's a, there's a Mm -hmm. crafting system and everything. So, yeah. You know, I was curious to ask you, I haven't actually played that much Stardew Valley, but how does this compare to that game in terms of like complexity of farming and then like combat? There's certainly inspiration there in terms of uh, the crafting system, your character um, having multiple tools in order to grow things but in Stardew, the combat's way different. You're you're in an overworld, and you just swing a sword to attack enemies. It doesn't really get more complex than that. So mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of like the turn-based nature of this game. I think uh, my wife would enjoy it more too because she's that's her least favorite part of Stardew is you know having to fight creepy crawlies and spiders that surround her when she's just trying to mine some ore to upgrade her watering can. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was my guess. Even though I haven't played Stardew Valley, I was wondering if the the combat was maybe a little more complex in this or a little more engaging because like oh, i mean sure. i'm definitely more intrigued by uh, a strategy turn-based card battler rather than just a you know swing a sword right this game i'd say is you know the farming's still important but it's it's all in service of the of fighting with spirits so this is the type of game where I would focus on the objectives, and once I'm done with them, I'd probably feel satisfied. But I know lots of people who still play Animal Crossing and still play Stardew that will be happy to know that you can 
form relationships with villagers and tons of upgrades and tons of things to craft. And I don't know if there's a level cap on the spirits, but I'm sure catching every spirit is a, a you know, completing the Pokédex basically. Yeah. is also going to be an aspect of this game. Yeah, absolutely. If I may ask, do you have any favorite pieces of this game? Maybe a- Oh, like star pieces? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, so Star Pieces is the part of the show where we talk about something that we liked uh, about this game. And for me, it's that you start off this game with two parrots. I think that's pretty neat. Maybe I've just played enough Pokemon games where you just say goodbye to your mom and <laughs> there's no dad at home. But uh, I, I, I liked that I could say goodbye to both my parents in the tutorial. I just think that's lovely. You're on to something here. Does every Pokemon game have a single mother at home? I think so. I could be wrong. Maybe your dad is one of the gym leaders in one of the games or something. But Oh, I'm sure he is. I think he is in one of them. But <laughs> I have no idea. I have not I have not played Pokemon in recent years, but uh, I was I was just pleasantly surprised. I, I actually appreciate it. I'm not saying every game needs to do that, but it, it, it's nice to see a, a wonderful nuclear family. What's your star piece? I uh, think that the dialogue is very nice. Um, the different characters are pretty well distinguished by the way that they talk to you, just in the little interactions you have with them. It was charming. It was funny because my main frame of reference for a farming sim is Animal Crossing, so it slightly caught me by surprise when I went up to a character and I was like, ask them on a date. I was like, oh, ho, ho. it's that kind of game, okay. So all of the characters need to have some sort of endearing aspect to them, at least in my opinion. So it makes sense that all of them would be kind of fun, quirky, or interesting personalities. But I think the dialogue uh, really pulls it off. I'm glad. I'm glad. I I didn't pay much attention to the villagers. Maybe I should have, but that's nice to know that they each have kind of a a distinct voice. Uh, But for every cool thing that we find in a game, there's also something to complain about with quick jabs. And jab, jab. And we'll have you start us off this time. Uh, What was something you didn't like so much about this game? There's no diagonal walking animation, which I think is a little silly because, you know, like there are animations for the different tool actions. You can walk diagonal, but it uses the same sprite animation as walking left or right. It just looks like you're moonwalking slightly to the side, you know, like you're walking forward, but you're moving diagonal. And I feel like it wouldn't have been that much more work like I don't think that every character needs diagonal walking animation I just feel like the main character you know could have used that but I don't need to justify why I think that because this is a quick jab (laughs) that's really funny you mentioned that though because the walking reminded me of a classic Zelda game which also usually does not have a diagonal sprite however something this game does not have like a Zelda game is a rolling animation and that is my quick jab I want to be able to somersault around (laughs) it just feels like i should be able to as i was running around the grass and like chopping grass and catching creatures i was like i want to somersault i want to roll it won't let me though so i think they should add that in a a post-game patch yeah yeah i i think most games would be better if you could somersault everywhere yeah i i mean tucking and rolling is just the best way to travel It's the most efficient way, for sure. Right. Just like in real life. Yeah, exactly. I think it was a missed opportunity, so that's my quick job. Well, we still have time to end the show with our quiz segment, Who's the Fake Fan? Who's the Fake Fan? 
This is where we try and stump each other with nerdy trivia questions. And boy, do I have one for you, Marcus. It is, it is a multiple choice. <laughs> so, Hooray. the question is, um, in this game, it's called Moonstone Island. <laughs> what? Just as a reminder. <laughs> no, it's just funny. Like, this game, the one we're talking about, Moonstone Island. It's important to the question. So, this game is called Moonstone Island because you can collect moonstones. And you can smelt them into ore and stuff. It's an actual item in the game. Turns out there are multiple video games that have Moonstone as an item in the game. So I'm going to list four games for you, and you need to tell me which one does not have a Moonstone in the game. Okay. We have The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap. We have Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. We have Hogwarts Legacy. And we have Disney Dreamlight Valley. Dagnabbit. That I, there were two games I was thinking of. I was like, all right, he's going to say SteamWorld Dig because that has a moonstone. And he's going to say Pokemon because that has a moonstone. But that was neither Neither of those were in the four games that you just mentioned, which makes this a little more difficult. You keep on comparing this game to Minish Cap. I don't remember there being a moonstone item unless it was like a key to unlock like a dungeon of some kind. Or to, like, complete some, you know, like, put this moonstone with this moonstone for magical power. The other ones were Hogwarts Legacy, Paper Mario. And Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is also a very Animal Crossing-like game. Hmm. I mean, that feels like a type of game where they would have valuable stones with mythical names. Paper Mario does have a stone that's shaped like a moon. Um... So I'm going to guess Minish Cap doesn't have a moonstone. That is correct. Yes. That game has kin stones that you Ah. fuse together that kind of look like a moon, but there's no moonstone in that game. I just think Moonstone Island looks a lot like Minish Cap, which is a very good thing. Uh, They did a great job with the art. So good job. You got it right. Yay. Well done. Awesome. All right. Well, my uh, question for you should be, pretty straightforward we've already talked about how you can romance the villagers in this game Mm -hmm. if you want to talk to them you can talk to them which has a good chance of success you can joke with them has a little bit more risk to it just like in real life or you can flirt which has a lot more risk to it just like real life jokes jokes have so much risk in real life you just never know there's a lot of risk you never know when it's gonna fall flat it's the worst feeling (laughs) my question is what is the chance of a flirt going wrong? <laughs> uh, originally, I'm sure that the percentages go up as you form bonds, but like when you originally default meet the villagers, what is the percent chance that your flirting goes awry? I, th- uh, I think talking is a 70% chance. I think joking is a 30%. I think flirting is a 10%. So I'm going to say it's a 90% chance that they are not thrilled with you flirting with them correct just like real life yeah hey wait a minute <laughs> oh oh i thought you meant like me specifically oh no 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 generally everyone should know that these are the these are the in statistics. real life you have a 90 percent chance of falling on your face yeah for sure well what's interesting this game also has something that is in a lot of farm sims which is you can give a gift to someone to try and boost your meter but that goes horribly wrong a lot of the time, too. Like, if you just hand a slimy fish to someone, it doesn't make them your friend. But sometimes it does, and you have to try to find out. Just like real life. <laughs> just like real life. 
Well, as we always do, we will put a link in the description where you can pick up Moonstone Island for yourself if this game sounds like it would uh, float your boat, if it would uh, put wind in your sail, what, what would if it puts some moon in your stone no never mind if not, it not. puts some room in your broom <laughs> hey there we go if this game sounds like it puts some room in your broom we will include a link in the description where you can pick it up thank you so much to the developers for the review code and until next time i'm jared i'm marcus and we'll level with you then